0: Welcome to Church of the Palms. My name is Diana Grant cagnolo and I serve as deacon, shepherding deacon, front office volunteer, and yellow umbrella greeter in our congregation. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us bow our heads as we prepare for worship. God of the past and God of the future, as we gather for worship this day, May we be amazed at what you are doing. May we be awed by the way you lead us in word action toward a new tomorrow. You are the healer of our every ill. Open our hearts to hear the truth of your word. Transform us from the inside out, according to your plan and purpose. Use us, in turn, to be agents of your transformation in the world. These things we pray in the name of the one who made the lame to walk, the blind to see, and the dead to live again. Jesus the Christ, amen. Now, as we worship together, may our hearts receive his word, Holy Spirit, our ears listen to his word, and our voices be raised in praise to the glory of God.
1: Would you please stand for the call to worship? Friends, this morning we are mindful of those who have responded to Jesus' call to follow me with concrete action. We're mindful of the saints of the past and the saints of the present who show us that words are a beginning, not an ending to faithfulness. And so as we gather for worship, may this be a time that we recommit ourselves to following Jesus wherever he leads. Let us worship God.
2: God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. He can bring light the things that now we hide in darkness, if we allow. He can and he'll disclose the purposes of our hearts. So therefore, in the light of Christ, let us confess our sins. Gracious one we must confess that sin is a sickness without your forgiveness and your strength we are stuck in destructive patterns we cannot shake we fill our minds with doubts and questions and then grow concerned at the weakness of our faith we look at ourselves and others with suspicion and then become frustrated that our relationships are less fully than we want them to be we dig spiritual and interpersonal holes we cannot climb out of in our own power forgive us lord make us new lift us up by your powerful hand and guide us to walk in your way these things we pray in jesus name amen but if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin and unrighteousness. So, friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus, In Jesus Christ we are. We are. Amen. At the beginning of a new year, what a wonderful opportunity to express our faith by the affirmation of the Apostles' Creed. Shall we share it together? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who is conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell the third day he rose again from the dead he ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty from thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead I believe in Holy Ghost the Holy Catholic Church the forgiveness of sins the resurrection the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting amen And now let us just share our joy in Christ by greeting one another.
1: to see you this morning and uh, welcome you to Church of the Palms. If you are seated on the aisle side of the pew where the red friendship pad is, we would want to encourage you to sign your name there so we can know of your presence, especially if you are a guest with us in worship this morning. We would love to know that you are here and how we might be in ministry together with you. So uh, Pastor Steve is away this morning. He is participating in a good friend of his from seminary, celebrating his 25th anniversary, serving the same church. They flew Steve up to preach a surprise guest sermon. And so he's up um, in balmy Wisconsin this morning. So (laughs) God bless Pastor Steve. Uh, I wanted to uh, encourage you to read through the announcements. You'll find most of what's going on in the life of the church in the January Connect magazine. But there are a few announcements in the uh, bulletin and I wanted to and, and some inserts that I especially wanted to draw your attention to. Uh, the first of the inserts you'll see is it's our closing hymn. Is, is inserted in the bulletin. So you might want to hang on to that. And then on the flip side of that is a calendar about events coming up for the next few weeks. So uh, you want to bring that insert home with you so that you can uh, put it with the magnets on your refrigerator and know what's coming up in the life of the church. Also, we are asking to, for your help in updating our contact information in our church database you'll see that's another insert in there on one side of the insert is this contact information update if you can fill that out you can drop it in the offering plate drop it off in the church office and also on the back side of that you'll see that there is a communications survey we would love to get your input about what is effective what could be improved what should be kept what should be changed about uh, the communications of church of the Palm. so we would appreciate your input in both of those ways, contact information and communication survey. Big deal starting this afternoon, the first of our uh, concerts in a concert series this year. Today, uh, flute and harp playing together right here in the sanctuary, the time. Like I said, next week. Very important, next week the flute and harp will be here. If you come here today, I'm really sorry about that. It's next week, thank you. Thank you for for that gentle correction. (laughs) So I'm gonna move over this way a little bit. It's it's gonna be at three o'clock, you can buy your tickets in advance, $10, okay? $15 at the door, next week, okay. Moving right along. Um, there's going to be some construction that's being done on B Ridge uh, along our frontage here. We'll still have access to the church property, but we're going to keep you updated about, you know, suggested alternative routes. If you want to come in another way, you can check the church website um, beginning later this week and the, our weekly e-news for the updates on what's the status on the B Ridge construction project couple of uh, other quick things, Mrs. Palmer, a presentation about Mrs. Palmer, a Presbyterian Women's Gathering is coming up on Friday, January the 22nd. Details about that in Connect and the Marjorie Thompson uh, Soul of Caregivers event coming up on that Saturday, January the 23rd. It's an all day event. You can sign up for both of those. More information in the Connect magazine. Well, with those announcements made, I need to find out what I'm supposed to do next. We're going to continue to worship.
2: Let us join our hearts together in prayer O oh God of glory we thank you for the deep sense that comes within us as we gather here at the beginnings of a new year where we both surrender and celebrate what is past and we look forward to the newness yet to be you invite us to come to you as we are without fear meeting our small bit of faith with your steadfast love and mercy calling out our best selves to light and to life again, inviting us to become the persons you always envisioned we could be. So we ask that you'll open our spirits to a quiet transformation by your Holy Spirit in this coming year. Settle us down when things threaten to unravel us. Stop us long enough to gather our patience. Help us to examine our motives that keep us from being our best for you. Weave a web of safety when all we can envision is a great unknown or the unspoken burdens and the unexpressed emotions that hide in the reservoirs of our souls. Draw us into your love this day as we take steps of faith into the embrace of your grace. Guard our hearts, we pray, and keep us ever mindful of who we are and into whose likeness you are shaping us. God, you cause the light to shine in the darkness, and you put that light within us. Do not let us put that light under a bushel. Do not let us hide that light, but help us to cast aside the things in our lives that obscure your glory, that we might help those who stumble in the darkness, and we might comfort those who suffer. Increase our sensitivity to one another and to the situations around us, we pray that you might use our gifts to be a blessing in the name of Jesus. We pray for each one who comes to you this morning, vulnerable and ready for you to do your work. There are some among us who need your healing touch today, those flooded with illness and stress for the fear of what might happen tomorrow. We need you, all of us, and we need to reach out for your hand to guide us your spirit to fill us your love to embrace us we invite in this quiet moment this morning the power of your spirit to turn our lives into instruments of your grace and then we remember those in our country who are ravaged by a flood who've lost their homes and their possessions so we pray for them and our poor sick world those displaced by the ravages of terrorism Those who don't, who barely have the resources to eat or sleep or provide for their families. Those whose actions turn a loving God into a monster of vengeance. Those who allow ideology to trump any feelings of care for those who aren't like them. Oh God of mercy, somehow we pray that something will make it right for all of us to experience security and self-respect. So through our worship and teaching today, we pray that you'll remind us that we are one family, that our citizenship is in heaven. And I pray that you'll help us to see with new eyes the wonders that exist around us. And may we leave this service this morning with any weariness or dullness we feel turned into desire to serve you with new heart and new energy. We pray all of this in the name of our Lord Jesus who taught us to pray And now we're going to ask our ushers to come forward and lead us in the giving of his tithes and our offering. Lord, we give your tithes and our offerings in faith that your kingdom will be benefited, that in the scheme of your plan, your kingdom will come and will dwell in all of us as we seek to be your ambassadors in the world. Thank you for the opportunity to give. We pray this in the name of our Lord. Amen. You may be seated, and we're going to ask Lori to come down and talk to all of us. This is as
3: fast as we can walk without running in church. We're doing really good. Good morning, and you still beat us here. Wow, that's awesome. Good morning, good morning. So have you guys ever heard of or seen the movie Inside Out? Yeah? Have you guys ever seen that or heard of it? Yeah? You have, Davis? Excellent. So, and Maddie, have you heard of it? Yes. So what's, you did watch it and you have a keychain on it. Well, here's this kind of cool thing. So, we are going to have a movie night the last Friday of this month, and we're going to start under the tree and we're going to make s'mores and have hot chocolate, and everybody is invited to join us. And then we're going to go inside the campus center and we're going to watch the movie. But I thought about this movie because of our lesson today. So, if you haven't seen the movie, it, ta- it takes us into the inside of what this girl is thinking and feeling. Now, sometimes what we feel on the inside shows on our outside. So, for example, if she had this feeling, this sadness on the inside, what would that look like? Like, your whole body language could, like, slump little, sh- right, 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 okay. What about, okay, what if she had this one? What about anger? What does that look like? That is not what it looks like, Anna. A <laughs> big old smile. What does that look like? Sam, give it to me. Really bad. And then, oh, there's joy. Yeah, thanks, Maddie. Right, sometimes they match up. Sometimes they don't match up. But do you wonder a little bit what this has to do with the Bible lesson? Just a little bit. Okay, so here's the thing. Jesus heals us from the inside out. In our lesson today in Mark, there's this guy that's paralyzed. You guys know what paralyzed is, right? The guy can't walk. Just making sure we're on the same page. Yeah, so four of his friends pick up his mat and they carry him to Jesus, but there are so many people in front of Jesus that they can't get in. And so you know what these friends do? They climb up on the top of the house, they tear off the roof, and they let this guy down right at the feet of Jesus. I gotta just tell you one thing, everybody should have at least four friends like that in their life. And we should all be that kind of friend to at least someone. So anyway, there he is in front of Jesus, and you know what Jesus does? He heals his inside first. He says, your sins are forgiven. Now, I don't know if the guy thought bad things, did bad things, was ashamed, was sad, was sorry. I don't know any of that. But Jesus knew his heart, and he started on the inside. But he didn't stop there. The next thing he did is like, young man, pick up your mat and walk home he healed his outside. If we can remember anything, anything at all, we've got to remember that Jesus has the power to heal our insides and our outsides. Let's pray. Gracious God, healer of all, we thank you. We thank you so much for the healing that you do in our lives. Lord, help us to be that kind of friend that will bring, lead, carry others to your feet so that they may also be healed inside out. Amen.
1: be seated. With this being the last opportunity that I will have to speak to this congregation, I wanted to begin by just saying thank you for the privilege of serving our Lord together with you these past five plus years. It has been A joy, it has been a challenge, it has been a a rich time of walking with Jesus together, and I pray God's richest blessing upon you and your loved ones in the time ahead. So, we are continuing our sermon series, preparing the way for Jesus. We're in the Gospel of Mark. You may remember as we've come to the new year, today in the second chapter and I will be focusing not on the part of the second chapter that Lori spoke about with the children but what just follows after Jesus heals the paralytic going to be reading in chapter 2 verses 13 to 17 I invite you to follow along in your Bible or the pew Bible on the rack in front of you but before we read God's word let us pray. Gracious God, we believe your word is a lamp unto our feet. It is a light unto our paths. So as we open the scriptures this day by the presence and power of your Holy Spirit in this place, shine forth your truth from the pages of scripture so that we may not only hear, but understand and be changed by what you would teach us today. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Mark 2, beginning in verse 13. Jesus went out again beside the sea. The whole crowd gathered around him, and he taught them. As he was walking along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, Follow me. And he got up and followed him. As he sat at dinner in Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were also sitting with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. When the scribes of the Pharisees saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, they said to his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard this, he said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Have you ever played that game, Telephone? You remember that? It's where the the first person around the circle comes up with a, a sentence or two and then whispers that to the next person in line, who then takes what he or she heard, and then whispers that to the next person in line, the third person, and then the third person to the fourth, and on around the room until you get to the last person in the room, who then, it's always interesting to hear what the last person heard, because it doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? It's amazing, and then the first person who started it says what the the original message was. The incredible thing is how that message gets shifted and changed and transformed as each person around the circle subsequently says what he or she thinks they heard until the end when, when there's a lot of nonsense that gets mixed in there. And so I think that's a reason why, when it comes to the rumor mill, we always need to take with a grain of salt, whether it's at school or at work or in the neighborhood or even at church. When you are hearing things from the rumor mill, we need to remember that they are filtered through someone else and they may not have gotten the story exactly right. We have to be very careful about what we accept from the rumor mill. Now, it's not something that is unique to our culture. In fact, it goes all the way back to the very beginning of the human story, back in the garden, when the serpent said to Eve, what is? twisting God's words about did God really say that you weren't to eat of any tree in the garden and then Eve passing on a version of that to Adam and and so since this rumor mill habit goes so far back in the human story we can be certain that the rumor mill around Capernaum was up and running as Jesus began his ministry in that area I mean, the people there were no doubt talking about this new rabbi from Nazareth who had shown up and he was attracting these huge crowds and he was causing such a stir around their community. I mean, he was talking about the, the kingdom of God coming near. What did that mean? Did it have political overtones? Might it be a threat to the uh, Roman governor Herod Antipas? He was able to cure diseases, this Jesus, and and cast out demons. And when he spoke, he spoke as one who had unusual authority. He didn't cite the teachings of other rabbis. He just put it out there as if his words had power in their own right. And there was this, there was this guy who was going around the community saying that jesus had healed him from leprosy that didn't happen and everybody was was talking about these these four friends that Lori mentioned this morning and how they took the roof off of somebody's house to to lower their paralyzed buddy down in front of jesus and this rabbi forgave the man's sins what's up with that and then told him to pick up his mat and walk and he did you can believe that the rumor mill around capernaum was buzzing because of what jesus was doing and so people were really interested in finding out and learning for themselves what was going on with this jesus who had come to capernaum from from nazareth they wanted to see firsthand. They wanted to hear his teaching firsthand. And so the crowds just got bigger and bigger. And it may have been that among the crowds was a man named Levi. He was a tax collector there in Capernaum. The tax collector, although they were well compensated, they were socially outcast among the Jews. See, they were, he would have been appointed by the, pro, the Roman procurator, Herod Antipas, and, and Herod would have set a certain amount of money that Levi had to collect from the, those around Capernaum, along the shores of the Sea of Galilee. It may have been a tariff on the fish that were caught on the sea. And once Levi collected that amount to send to Herod, then anything else he collected was pure profit. So Levi and tax collectors like him were not popular with their fellow Jews. And so if Levi decided that he wanted to go hear this new rabbi for himself, he would have had lots of interpersonal space because nobody wanted to be around him. In fact, it may have been that even though Levi on the outside looked successful, that on the inside, he was hurting. And maybe he was wanting to hear if this good news that he had heard Jesus was teaching about was for him. And so even though the Bible doesn't tell us with certainty that Levi had interacted with Jesus before the encounter that we read about today on the shores of the Sea of Galilee at his tax collector's booth there, it's easy to imagine that Levi might have actually heard Jesus teach. He might have been one of those in the crowd watching him cast out demons and cure the sick listening for the good news that Jesus was sharing. We don't know that for sure, but it's plausible that some of what Jesus said may have struck home with Levi. He may have come to a point where he decided he needed to make a change in his life, that the interpersonal and moral cost he was paying for doing his job as a tax collector was stealing his soul and he needed to do something new and different. Whatever the background was to the encounter between Jesus and Levi on the shores of the Sea of Galilee, Mark tells the story with amazing brevity and with great simplicity, Just in the first few words of the passage we read this morning, Jesus went out again beside the sea. The whole crowd gathered around him, and he taught them. As he was walking along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, follow me. And he got up and followed him. Whatever it was that had happened before, Jesus simply issued this two-word invitation, follow me, and Levi did. It's very much like what happened in the first chapter of Mark's gospel when Jesus was likewise walking along by the shores of the Sea of Galilee near Capernaum, and he encountered two sets of fishermen brothers, Simon, Peter, and Andrew, and James and John. And he extended a very similar invitation, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they did as well. And so what I would like for us to notice, of course, is Jesus' invitation and their response, but also I would like for us to notice what Jesus did not say to the two sets of fishermen brothers, nor to Levi. He did not preface his invitation to follow him with a series of questions about where they stood in their religious lives. He didn't say, now, how has your attendance been at synagogue lately? Uh, Can you tell me, just in a kind of quick overview, what are the Ten Commandments? Just a little quiz here, what are the Ten Commandments? Can you help me with that? Can you name some good deeds that you've done Recently, are are you up to to snuff on your uh, religious and charitable giving? Jesus did not say any of those things to those first disciples, instead, he invited them into a relationship with him. Follow me. You know, I'm always interested in uh, people's responses to the question, are you a Christian? Because a lot of times what, you, what I hear in response is, oh, yes, yeah, I go to church. Yeah, I, I try to live by the golden rule, you know, do unto others as I would have them do unto me. That's really all there is to it. You know, I I serve the poor. I, I work with Habitat for Humanity, volunteer in the food pantry. I give at church. Of course I'm a Christian. Now, all of those things are positive, and they are good, but none of those things answers the question, are you a Christian? Evangelist Billy Graham said, If you moved into a garage, that would not make you an automobile. (laughs) In the same way, going to church does not make you a Christian. I tend to use the term Christ follower because I think it gets at the truth that what is at the core of our relationship with God is faith in Jesus Christ. It is about a developing relationship with Jesus. Not about a set of religious behaviors. And so Jesus invited Levi into relationship with him. He didn't ask him if he was following the rules and the rituals of Judaism. He said, let's do life together. Follow me. It was a radical request that Jesus made of the tax collector beside the Sea of Galilee. It was a radical request, and Levi made a risky response to Jesus. In fact, Levi's response to Jesus, following him, getting up from his tax collector booth and following Jesus, it was probably the most risky of all the disciples because Simon Peter and Andrew, James and John, they could always return to their fishing nets. And in fact, we know from later on in the gospel that they did that from time to time. But when Levi left his tax collector booth, He was burning his professional bridges behind him. You see, the Roman government didn't have a leave of absence policy that he could invoke. When he decided to follow Jesus, he was leaving behind his old life. It was a risky response to Jesus' radical request to follow him. And so for us, it places the question directly before us. How have we, how have you responded to Jesus' invitation to follow him? You know, for some of us here, in our heart of hearts, we would have to admit that we haven't made that Risky response. We, we, we haven't committed to following Jesus. But my hope and prayer is that this example of Levi would bring you to a point of saying yes. Yes, Lord, I, I will follow those, those dark areas in my life that, that I haven't come to terms with. I am opening them up to the light of your Truth. And I know this is a risky decision like it was for Levi. I know that there are things that I'm no longer going, it's no longer going to be okay for me to think them or say them or do them. And I, I'm willing to make that change. I want to make that change. And there's going to be some new things that you're going to call me to think and say and do. And I'm willing to do it. And I'm willing to withstand the the, the scrutiny, even the shame of admitting. I haven't been a Christ follower in my life up until this point but whatever the cost from this day forward I'm going to do it I'm going to follow you Jesus there are others of us here who would say yes I have been following Jesus but but you know this this example of of Levi It brings me face to face with the reality that that there was a time in my life when my relationship with Christ was so much more rich, so much more vibrant, so much more alive, and I've kind of settled in to a dull routine of going through these religious motions. But I want more. I want to truly follow Jesus, or, or maybe some of us as Christ followers have sort of kept aside something from God's control, from God's sovereignty. And, and this morning will be the time that we will walk away from that tax collector's table and say, Jesus, I am all of me. I am following you with all of who I am. Or maybe some of us are realizing that that there's more to truly being a follower of Christ, that there are areas in which we need to grow and we're ready to make that commitment to grow. Perhaps it's in prayer. Perhaps it's in serving. Perhaps it's in learning. Perhaps it's in loving. Whatever it is, we are ready as Christ followers to follow Jesus wherever he goes. Perhaps there's someone here who at some point in your life, another person has said to you, you know, have have you ever thought of going into vocational ministry, a pastor, student director, family ministries, children? You'd almost forgotten that question. But through Levi's example, it's come back. You know, no one ever actually invited you to follow through on that. But, friend, Jesus invites you to follow him. I mean, it may not make any sense for you to leave what you are doing. It, you may not be able to see how it could possibly work out. It was the same for Levi. Jesus said, follow me, and Levi followed. And so my hope and my prayer for each one of us, regardless of where we are in our relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ, is that we would respond in the affirmative, as Levi did when he says, when Jesus said, follow me. Whether that's to Jacksonville or Jackson Hole, Wyoming, or Jakarta, Indonesia. Friend, follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. Follow. Let us pray. Gracious God, by the presence and power of your Holy Spirit in this place, Seal within us the truth of your word. Give us courage. Give us strength to follow wherever you lead. I pray your richest blessing upon each person in this room and within the sound of my voice that you would pour out your strength, that you would give us your purpose, and that you would help us fearlessly to follow where you lead. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. And now as this service ends, and when you go from this place, go with God's blessing. May the living Lord Jesus Christ go with you. May he go above you to watch over you, behind you to encourage you, beside you to befriend you, within you to give you peace, and before you to show you the way, now and forever. Amen.